This is Amanda, the Emotional Strength Trainer. Thank you for joining me for Morning Stretches today. We are going to have a masterclass in understanding the panic associated to the coronavirus. I'm going to go through a list of things that you should take into account when you're looking at or listening to anything associated with the coronavirus. So I am just going to share this out. As you come in, please say hello. And uh, on a scale of one to 10 or in a comment, let me know if you're concerned at all uh, about the coronavirus. And again, there is no right or wrong attached to being concerned about it. So uh, just answer honestly. Hello, Pete. My mate Pete is here. Marie is here. Hello. It's, oh, hello, Sandy. How are you going? Marie is there. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the replay or the recording, I'm recording this for SoundCloud as well in the hope that uh, many people will listen to it uh, to just get some perspective on understanding the panic. Um, so I just want to quickly share this out to a few places. Uh, essentially, hello Anne. Essentially there is a lot of different aspects and even today on this, you know, when I do morning stretches, it's usually off the cuff. I'm just going to, to you know, speak what comes into my head. But today I actually have an agenda of what I'm going to speak about. So um, I just want to, I don't understand. <laughs> Facebook has changed the, the way these things happen. So today's agenda of what I'm going to speak about is these, these topics. One, the doctor's perspective and where they're coming from. Two, the media perspective and where they're coming from. Three, a hospital's perspective, and that's, this is particularly in Australia, okay? I, I'm not speaking at all about other countries because I have no experience of the hospital systems in other countries. Um, so the, the fatalities, we've had our second fatality here in Australia overnight. Um, and then the, the last topic is I will be speaking about the emotional aspects of the symptoms that they say are happening with the virus. So uh, I hope you will stay for the duration. And if you don't come back because the when you hear what I'm going to read out about what viruses mean, what pneumonia means, what lungs mean, it will give you some very solid things to take, a, take stock of in your life around helping yourself be a prevent this uh, virus from coming into your life. Now, one of the things that um, is interesting about what's happening, which was one of the things that, uh, as I've been reading about it myself, the coronavirus or viruses have been around for a really long time. They're actually part of the, the plan when it comes to getting the common cold. So this isn't new 
okay this has been around for a really long time and it's the the, the thing you want to understand the most is the 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 part that that i think a lot of people get they miss when they hear the statistics is immunocompromised okay so when you are sitting in a space of being immunocompromised then your risks are higher okay so it's the same thing with pneumonia uh, sorry uh the, the influenza every year in every country they start talking about the flu season and they say come and get the jab do this do that and it's and it's really for the people who are immunocompromised that those things protect you from some part so today i'm also going to as part of the perspective like i will also which it's funny on my little agenda here i didn't write down the emotional strength training perspective of this which i'm kind of talking about when i talk about the emotions of it but you have a raft of opportunity to start to embrace the concept of the teachings that I've been speaking about for the last 11 years and that I have lived myself since 1985. And that is the trio of health, that you have three aspects to your immune system and then you have um, this aspect of the anatomy of awareness, the other teaching that I have, which is the anatomy of awareness. So when trauma is stuck in your cells, there's a little bit of quantum physics involved because it's like if you attach your fear to something, it's going to create an energy. And I will also speak about that when I'm talking about what viruses mean. You wait until you hear what viruses mean from an emotional point of view. So I'm just going to quickly pop this on here and here we go. All right, let's get started. Thank you for joining me. And if you have anyone in your life who is constantly speaking about this, who has gone out and bought shit loads of toilet paper and stashing it away and has started to, to build their cupboard up full of food because they're frightened of, of being put into lockdown, please tag them in this post okay that this i'm hoping it's not going to be for everyone okay and that'll be what i'm going to talk about when it comes to perspectives but if i don't talk about this knowing what i know then i'm i'm not holding up my end of the bargain as being here as a, as a healer and as a teacher and as as somebody that's living her purpose and passion for being here let's get into it Number one, the doctor's perspectives. Now I'm going to share a small story. Late last year, uh, from August, end of August until just before Christmas, I was supporting a, uh, a teenager who had a catastrophic spinal injury when he dived into the surf and shattered his C5 vertebra in his neck. Now, when that happened and, you know, I was so grateful his mum allowed me to come in to be as part of the support team as soon as the injury happened. And so did he. As a teenager, he, his mum asked him, what do you want to do? So I came in. Now, obviously, he was um, airlifted into hospital. He had to have surgery. His surgeon told the family that they had to be prepared that he would wake up a quadriplegic. Okay. 
that's what the surgeon knows. That's his job. He's a highly qualified individual. That's what his uh, duty was as a, a professional in his industry to let them know the worst case scenario. So then when I came in and I started doing my work with him and it was great because I was able to do hands-on as well as tapping into the emotions and the fear that comes up when these things happen. And then through anyone that has done any level of psychology, after an accident, there's always a process where the human will process what's happened. And it's like, you know, if you've ever heard of the eight stages of grief, it's that kind of concept. So I was able to support him through that. And then his mum, as part of the journey that she was going through as somebody outside watching in and not able to mama bear her son, you know. So one of the things that came up when we were doing this work, because he woke up and said he was thirsty, so they brought over some water and he actually reached up with his hand to grab the water bottle and everybody went, holy shit, you're supposed to be a quadriplegic. And then that was the start of his progress. Now from accident to leaving hospital, he walked out at three and a half weeks, walked out and he had some work to do on his hand and his foot. Okay. Now this is me talking about energy therapies and my process working with medicine. Okay. Now part of the process was I had to help him understand that the professionals around him, all they knew in their work and their work history was that that injury, generally speaking, led to a level of quadriplegia or paraplegia. And that's their experience. Whereas I sit in there with all of this experience, and it's the same with the people that I've worked with with cancer. My experience is that they will have better outcomes, especially if it's together, okay? So when you look at the coronavirus, and a doctor is standing there saying, we're re really worried. You know, I saw this doctor make a statement saying this is going to be like the Spanish flu epidemic, which is 1918, 1919, where millions of people died. And I'm looking at him thinking, far out, that's just so irresponsible to say that out aloud in the media, because there are people that are terrified of this and you're going to talk about that this could be as bad. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I can't be angry about that because that's a doctor's fear. That is a doctor's experience. So you have to pull into perspective that when a medical professional is on the news, sitting there saying, this could be really bad, this could be this, we're looking at like some risk analysis person said that there could potentially at worst case scenario be 96,000 deaths in Australia. And again, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck me, what, what benefit is that in the marketplace to say that out aloud to other people? The ones of those of us who aren't medical professionals who don't know how science 
works, who don't know how hospitals work, all of those sorts of things. So then this is why you have people panicking and going doomsday mode and starting to, to buy oodles and oodles and oodles of rolls of toilet paper. And I, I know I joked when I made my uh, announcement to say I'm going to be talking about the, the whole notion of be a folder and not a scruncher and you won't need so much toilet paper. But that's just me taking the piss out of the panic, okay, which <laughs> I'm allowed to because it's like, are you kidding me? Anyway, the doctors are in the business of helping people be sick. And I say that as a generalization because yes, doctors don't go and do all of their training in order to make money. Doctors do their training because they want to help people and they love the science so that when the science is there, they're able to say, well, you know, this is what can help and this is what can happen. Like the, the thing with the lad that I helped last year, the surgery that he had to stabilize the joint in his neck is extraordinary. And if you were to see the, the x-ray of, of what they did and how they did it, that is a major factor in why he had such a great outcome. So I'm not for one second saying that the medical profession are wrong or, or in any way dangerous. They're just not. Okay, we, you, you can't go down that pattern because if you sit in fear that a medical professional is going to kill you, you're never going to get well. So that's my take on the doctor's perspective. They're, they're used to people being sick and, and escalating and the ones that get better are really not their focus because they've, they've gotten better, out you go, next person in, okay? Media perspective. Topic two, when it comes to the media, they need to sell papers or get clicks in order for their advertising dollars to be justified. The media are also going to stand in their perspective of the people need to know. And yes, they do. Yes, they do. But this is where I come into the process of, of my belief system that you have to be very, very discerning on what you read and where you read it. Now, one of the women in my group the other day posted an article about the benefits of intravenous vitamin C when it comes to uh, illness, especially the flu. And for the first time ever, Facebook sent me as the owner of the group a warning that someone had posted something that was dangerous to humanity. And I thought, holy shit. So I read their report and what they did was say there, this is an unproven concept. Now I have uh, a couple of people in my life actually who use intravenous vitamin C in their life, who are very alive, who have great outcomes but they're also somebody that follows the trio of health stuff. But I also understand why Facebook had to do that because the liability to them of people being allowed to share something that's not medically proven could open up things to say, you're negligent Facebook, we're going to sue you. So understand that there's always something 
attached to why people are saying things. I, you can imagine the, um, the statistics or the, what are they called, the insights that all of these media people are going to be lapping up because there is mass hysteria that's being created about a virus that has been around for a while and then the statistics that they speak about are going to have people going this could happen to me i must be informed okay so it's one of those things where please just be discerning when it comes to the media content make sure that you go across everything and get your own information as well from trusted sources and even then that's a friggin stretch because our media and every like i'm speaking about australian now i'm australian i live in australia the stuff that's going on the murdoch things you know that it's the rising voice of we want the truth not what you need to bloody make money okay hospitals perspective here in australia topic three in australia we have 24 to 25 million people. We do not have the same quantity of population that other countries have. We also don't have the facilities in place for a pandemic to take off. And then when you have a medical person saying this could be like the Spanish flu with millions of people dying, that's why panic buying because people are going to have to stay in their house. That's why shelves are being cleared, cleared of Panadol because it's the only thing that you can get over the counter without a doctor's prescription in order to help you with pain. It's because people are now going into this, holy shit, if I get have to stay inside for two weeks as the virus goes through because we don't have the facilities. So when the hospital people, when the chief medical officers of the government are sitting there saying you should be concerned and prepare, it's because the facilities aren't there to back up their fears of millions of people getting this virus. So they're coming from an internal place of panic that says we can't handle major outbreaks of this shit in our country. What are we going to do? The doctors sitting there saying, we can't handle major outbreaks of this stuff. I'm only one person. We don't have the facilities. What are we going to do? Do you see how this projection into the future? And again, to be fair, that's all they know. So that's why they're going to speak like that. Okay. So that's why it's again important to be discerning around understanding where people's fears are coming from, where their foundation fears exist. Emotional strength training, it has a foundation fear in something. When you can understand and join the dots, then you can bring it back to your own story to understand why you're going to add into that fear or buy into that fear or sit there and wonder, should you be more fearful than what you already are? Topic four, the fatalities in Australia. Two people have died from the virus here in Australia. One is 95 years old and the other one was 78 years old. And that makes them in the immunocompromised category. If you are healthy 
if you are following good quality hygiene practices, your chances of dying from any kind of virus like this, part of the common cold virus group is low. Now all of the symptoms, which then leads me into the symptoms part and the emotional part of what's happening here. All the symptoms of this virus are coming out to be like the people are essentially dying from pneumonia. Okay. So you're looking at stuff to do with your lungs and respiratory systems. Okay. Let me go to the book that I use the most, as you can see with the, the cover, the secret language of your body. And I will also link into, cause I'm going to talk about the trio of health here and how to boost your immune system. One of the things that uh, I would investigate, and perhaps I think Lyndall, one of my go-to chiropractors is here on, um, on, on watching, is that if you were to identify, it would be, it would be good if the chiropractic industry was, that was starting to look at like even flu season and that sort of stuff understanding what vertebra are always showing up as needing adjustment when it comes to this. Usually I would think it's something to do, um, you know, maybe, you know, stuff around the C, the, the cervical region, that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's, oh, there we go. Uh, here we go. It, my, my theory would be if you were to have a flu like symptoms or pneumonia or anything like that, and you went to the chiropractor, that your T3 would be involved for sure. Okay. So your thoracic three uh, vertebra. Now, lungs. This is the emotional aspect of lungs. Now I'm going to share this for you in an effort to help you reduce any panic you have around the possibilities of getting caught up in the wave. That is, you could get this holy shit. Okay. Lungs, the emotional reason based on the secret language of your body by Ina Segal is sad, yearning, weepy, anguished, tired, suppressed, difficulty expressing or standing up for yourself, propensity to put other people's needs and desires first and to overdo things until you run out of breath, inability to say no, feeling smothered or overprotected. Difficulty being independent, confused or cloudy thinking, constant need for encouragement or support and support. Now, if you think about that, lungs are also the foundation of anything to do with lungs. So if somebody says they've got um, lung cancer or, or anything that there's um, uh, like gunk in their lungs and stuff like that, it's grief. Okay. Now, if you look at that information there, all of the hysteria is buying into this with the um, putting other people's needs and desires first, feeling, feeling smothered and overprotected. So you're already getting those threads that join up with that. Now, pneumonia, the emotional reason behind pneumonia based in the same book is blocking the flow of life, inner turmoil, emotional hurt and anger, exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed and crushed by life's problems, the hysteria, is adding to everything 
like you've got political stuff going on, you've got climate change stuff going on. They're now talking about recession, that this stuff with the fires is pushing Australia into recession. You've got people, the, the um, you know, there's a lot of posts going around about it's important for the hysteria to be built up around this virus because it's economically damaging to society where 24,000 people a day die of starvation and nothing is done. So it's like, what's the priority? <sighs> Feeling overwhelmed and crushed by life's problems, a sense of giving up and a what's the point? It's too hard. Have a think about the immunocompromised people that are elderly that are dying from pneumonia. They're probably really tired. Life is not as dreamy as it used to be, say. Um, and they've been through a lot in their life over the decades. You know, some of those people have come from parents that were in wartime. They've done their job. All of those sorts of things. Desperation, drowning in your unexpected, unexpressed tears and sadness, wanting to be saved. Have a think about anyone in your life that you know has had pneumonia in their life. Does that make sense? Now, here is the biggie. This one just about made my eyeballs pop out and touch my glasses. The meaning of viruses. Are you ready? Feeling out of control, vulnerable, easy, easily manipulated and affected by others, criticized, harassed, threatened, attacked like a victim. That for me is the smoking gun. With all of this hysteria that's been created about something in a population of a planet that is 8 billion people, they're talking about mortality rates are potentially 2% or 1% because they do believe that there will be mild doses of this that go unnoticed because it just looks like a common cold. And then the mortality rate, and then they compare it to Ebola and that more people have died in seven weeks than they did in two years or whatever of Ebola. It's just this, this fear-mongering will blow your mind if you just take a minute to understand where it's coming from. So I'm going to read that again. The emotional reason behind a virus is feeling out of control, vulnerable, easily manipulated and affected by others, criticized, harassed, threatened, attacked like a victim. One of the things which my wonderful husband was saying to his men where he works is stop reading the newspapers, stop watching the news, stop looking for evidence of where you have to be frightened about this because you will put your energy threads into the same alignment with the mass hysteria that's been created by people who are sitting there going, what the fuck, if this goes nuts, where are we going to put them? We don't have the resources. And then to be fair to them, we will have so many people die unnecessarily. So that's why I'm being fair to the medical people because it's all they know. But when you understand the emotional energy of a virus, you're all buying into it if you are frightened of it. If you, ignorance is a good thing, but with common sense. Good hygiene practices, don't go into the hot spots that they've spoken about. 
And this is where I'm now going to talk about topic six, the trio of health and the anatomy of awareness. You have three parts to your immune system, your structural immune system, your chemical immune system, and your emotional immune system. I have been living this way since 1985, when this uh, we started going to a chiropractor at Nunda, Dr. Ian Maitland, and he brought in his way of doing chiropractic. Now, I've been a chiropractic patient since I was 10 months old, and I'm now 49. What you're dealing with here is, and this is why I live and breathe this stuff, and I will never stop speaking about it, because I have too much evidence in my own existence and then with my clients of the benefit of living this way. When you understand the different immune systems that you have, you can take action and put things in place that will support your immune system so that when these things happen, you have a better chance of either just getting, at the very worst, getting the mild dose that just looks like a cold or missing out completely. Yesterday in a conversation with my son, going to school, talking about the coronavirus stuff because they're talking about it at school, a little bit of fear. I'm like, you don't need to worry, Tim. We put all of these things in place or I put all of these things in place to make sure our immune system is okay. The thing, and I said to him, I'm 49 years old. I have never had a flu shot and I have never had the flu in my whole life because I do not align with the notion that my immune system is depleted because I take action in the three areas of the trio of health. And by that, I mean, we go to the chiropractor every month. We are maintenance patients. My children have been uh, checked out from a week after they were born to make sure that the birthing process didn't cause any subluxations. Every part of your body is connected to the spinal cord through the nervous system. So if there is any kind of disturbance in your spinal column, it will create dis-ease, which can then go into disease in your body. That's why you'll hear people say that chiropractic is good for lower back pain. Chiropractic is insanely good for your immune system because it keeps the messages flowing from your brain. The philosophy is that your body can heal itself with a few positive actions. If you have disturbance in your spine that blocks the messages from your brain through your spinal column out to the nerves and things like that, you will be compromised in your ability to fight any kind of germs. Okay, now compromised has that level of getting a runny nose or a bit of a cough or a sore back, anything, mild, okay? Second thing is your chemical immune system. There is now very, very big, strong scientific evidence that if you eat foods that cause inflammation in your body, you will deplete your body's immune system, which allows bugs to get in. One of the classic examples of that is tonsillitis. The tonsils are the gateway to your gut. If your gut is upset, you will get tonsillitis. You will get sore throats. You will get the white scuzzy stuff on the top of your tongue. If you have the white scuzzy stuff on the top of your tongue, there's something going on in your gut. Google microbiome. Google nutritionists who understand that if the, the, they're calling the gut 
the third or the second brain, your other brain. I have a neurologist that I work with in shooting the breeze on concepts and ideas who has called schizophrenia type three diabetes. How can you help yourself in diabetes? You adjust your diet. Because if this isn't good, then your brain can be messed up. In chiropractic, food intolerances can cause subluxations. So then that will deplete your immune system. So you don't want to eat foods that you are perhaps intolerant to. Dairy is a big one. Wheat is a big one. Some people even have intolerances around acidic foods like um, uh, oranges and tomatoes. Sugar is a big one. And I have evidence in my life. My mother, her back would go out every three months, had to lie down. And we were a chiropractic family. Went to Dr. Ian Maitland over at Nunda. He found out she had a sugar intolerance, which was odds on because her dad was hyperglycemic and her, um, great, her grandfather was a diabetic. Took sugar out of her diet, her back stopped going out. Sugar is an inflam uh, inflammatory food. Okay, now if you understand some foods that you eat turn to sugar very fast. And just quietly, sugar is processed by the liver and the liver is linked to anger. So if you're angry and pissed off at stuff and you're sugaring all of the time, da 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 da, subluxation, lower immune system. Emotional strength training helps you deal with the anger so that you can look at life without being pissed off all the time. Then the emotional immune system aspect. Now this was brought into my life in 1985 or 1989, I can't remember. A, a chiropractic doctor found this concept or found this realization that emotions cause subluxations, which then cause pain or loss of functioning in your immune system. That, so it was for people that were going to the chiropractor and their adjustments weren't holding. So then he used uh, Chinese uh, medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, where organs are related to an emotion and was able to identify the areas of the parts of the spine that were linked to different, um, to different emotions. And that, I'm just, so I'll get my sheet here. So this is my little workbook that I use as part of my, and it's the first sheet on my book. Okay, neuroemotional technique. So for example, when you're looking at lungs, from a neuroemotional te uh, technique point of view, you're looking at um, the left T1, uh, L2. So T1, is it T8? See, this is why I'm not a chiropractor. <laughs> um, and then the right T2, 9 and L3, all associated to grief. So if you're going in and you're having an adjustment and you ask your chiropractor, what is the adjustment you're having? And it's always attached to those vertebra. Then you would go and either come to me or find some, a chiropractor that does NET and say, I want to look at the emotions associated or the, the issues associated to grief so that you're able to then deal with the grief to allow the cellular memory, my anatomy of awareness, the cellular memory to stop bringing up. You're not safe when you're not in grief. Here, let's cause a subluxation. So do you see and understand when you bring all these things together? And I want to acknowledge this is where 
I, I, I'm giving anyone permission, if you need it, to either stick around with this concept or go off and do what you're already doing. There is no, no right or wrong in how you handle your health and well-being. It's your health and well-being. It's up to you on what you want in your life. Emotional strength training is about reducing suffering and bringing higher levels of health and well-being into your life, even if you are actively dying. Okay? Because when you get sick, it's yucky. It is, you know, you suffer. But if you do all of these things, if you bring these things into your life, you give yourself every opportunity to stay out of the mainstream and just walk in your own path, do your own things. So that's where I say sometimes, and this is why I'm medically friendly, sometimes people do not have the time or the, the willingness to put in that time to be able to make get back to wellness they just want to take a pill and be done with it so they can get on with their life and that's okay and that's why if you have any natural therapist sit there and tell you you are wrong by going to a medical doctor and and getting antibiotics or getting some pill to help you go to sleep or getting some pill to help your brain chemistry to get you to calm down or stop being so depressed you want to pop yourself they are dangerous people and the same with medical doctors sitting there saying, don't go near a natural therapist or don't go near a, a chiropractor because they're woo-woo they're and they don't know what they're doing. They are dangerous people. You have to sit there and look at your own options. Get educated. Find out the information and see what works for you. This process takes time. Two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, I had new information come into my life and that's why I did the, um, with my Heads Up community, how I did the 94, 96 stuff when that lady um, was burnt with her children by her husband. I had all this stuff come up I w and I just, I just needed to stop peopling and I'd done a lot of work on my first marriage. I thought I was over it and then all that stuff came up. Then I had new information come in about my teenage son and things that he was dealing with in his life uh, as a teenager and at school. And it just created this perfect storm of horrible, horrible headaches. And like to the point, like I've never had a migraine, but it was making me feel sick. So, and I even couldn't do my Monday session because I just needed to, to lie still so my head wouldn't hurt. Chiropractor was full, found an acupuncturist, that I'd been to before, went in to go and actually get a massage to try and release it. And the acupuncturist was there, so I had some acupuncture, which stopped the sick feeling, and then had the chiropractor the next morning. And I see a, a local chiropractor here. The adjustment that he did of my neck, I felt, if well, I felt, it felt like he adjusted my brain. It was so deep. And when he gave me the adjustments, and I came back and looked in the book, Everything added up to why this had shown up in my life. That adjustment freed me up. But then I went and had a, a bioresonance therapy session with um, a lady that I see over at Brookfield. And then I also did my own emotional strength training. I did a fear of failure footprint session on myself. 
so that I could give myself every opportunity. Now I understand why some people would go far out. That's that. I do not want to go into that much energy. But then my thing is I do not want a pill. I do not want a chemical to put in my body to sit there and try and get rid of this because it has a foundation in emotional issues, emotional trauma. And that's my point. It's this energy where if you are of that mindset that you want to get to the bottom of things, you will do it. You will put the time and energy in. And if not, that's okay too. That's all right. Charlene says, I can never have my neck adjusted due to a car accident. That's, I understand that. It's the same with my uh, lad that I helped with his spinal injury. He's no, a chiropractor and a qualified chiropractor would never ever touch somebody with that kind of trauma, but they have other gadgets. Massage is very, very good for muscle memory. It's, it's, there, are, there are ways and means to get around it. You don't have to settle for, I can never, or I won't be able to. There are ways and means around all sorts of things. Charlene, find a bioresonance therapist over there. The energy that they can do to things that are, uh, are in high levels of trauma or have things surgically implanted into that sort of stuff is amazing. So that's, that's essentially what um, I wanted to share with you today. Thank you for those who have hung around from the start of this session. Uh, it's been a long one. Uh, so you can tell that I'm a bit passionate about this. Once again, I just want to finish with no one is isolating you from your choices, but to choose to be in panic about this is a choice you're making for yourself that has made a rod for your own back. When you are projecting into the future of what possibly could be when you have some pretty easy strategies to implement right now, eat high vibrational foods, stay away from processed foods, take the time to get into the chiropractor and to understand what the chiropractic will do for your immune system. And then come in, like I have a service, the Evolved as Fuck Audio, which is 99 Australian dollars a year, which gives you an energy healing every week that helps with all of this crap that goes on in the collective consciousness. That's a really small investment for someone to, to just get in and listen to the recording. I make it really easy with a, there's information to give you a heads up about what each chakra is about what the current conditions are, what the patterns are that I'm seeing. You listen to it, it vibrates in your ear and takes it out. There are things that you can do to stop buying into the panic of stuff that you have no control over other than what you can do for yourself. And your choices are the biggest thing that you can control in your life. Thanks again for watching. Um, Pete's going to the Cairo in 15 minutes. Good boy. Yes, ours are, I think ours is next week as well. <laughs> well done, team. Thanks for watching. See you soon. Bye for now.